Fit for Life Radio, episode 95, part two. It's hitting you today. Part two. Part two of our three-part series on eating. Last week was episode 94, and we talked about... What did we talk about? <laughs> Why we eat. Why we eat. Today is how we eat. With your mouth. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Next week is what we eat, which is the one that everyone always wants to start with. Everyone right? focuses with that, but it's the least important when, one, I think. When New Year's hits and people are like, I'm going on a diet, what do they do? Pull up a list of you know, something like Whole30. I'm going to eat salad. What to eat, what not to eat. Yeah, I got to stop eating, enter whatever food, troublesome food. Or Cereal, food. I don't know, white food. Yeah, food deemed as bad. And that's what people focus on. And we see how that works, though. But as we addressed last week, I mean, you can do that for a little bit, but if you don't address the why you're eating, yeah, you may None end of that up even matters. with the same patterns, right? Um, that's probably the hardest, the why, because it gets into some deep emotional issues. Mm-hmm. And how you manage your mm-hmm. stress in your day-to-day. This week in the how, it may actually, the how can possibly make the biggest impact. And it's not the most challenging. So we'll kind of dive in. But on the surface, it's really just when we say how we eat. For the most part, we're talking about undistracted. Or you're eating distracted. You'd like to eat undistracted. But yeah, what's your distraction level when you're eating? The speed at which you're eating? That's going to be the biggest thing. The stress around your eating, Mm -hmm. you know? um, All that really matters. And typically, if you're eating distracted while you're doing other stuff, it's probably a stuff that maybe has you stressed mm-hmm. out. Um, like you're you're eating through, you're you're working through your lunch, but you're just trying to shove a bunch of food down your your gullet real quick. It's going to be pretty stressed eating. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people think that when they're approaching their diet and nutrition, that they need more. Right? I need something more challenging. Maybe that's why whatever I tried in the past didn't work. But the reality is, if you just ask people to eat slowly and mindfully. It's super simple and it almost seems like... It's not enough. Elementary. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm better than that. But for most people, they can make the progress they want to make and never have to go further than that. Yeah. Then just eat slowly and mindfully. And not distracted. Just look at your food. Mm -hmm. Because you'll end up maybe reaching satiety and noticing it. And then so you end up eating less overall, which for most people is all they need to do. Yeah. You know, if you're not trying to get six-pack lean, you just want to lose some body fat, get to a healthy BMI, improve some blood markers, you may just need to eat less of everything you're currently eating. Yeah. You don't have to change everything. You just have to eat less of it, right? So eating mindfully and slowly. Why is it so, so difficult? doesn't seem difficult. You may think you already do it, but we would challenge you to set a timer and mm-hmm. see how long it takes. See, see if you, if you can make it 20 minutes. Uh, try putting down your utensil between bites, chewing mm-hmm. a ton. Take, and a, take a breath. Yeah, you'll realize how fast and distracted you eat. Yeah, and how often you do it. Like, how often do you sit in front of the TV mm-hmm. and, and eat? And I'm guilty of it too. Like, or computer. Yeah, or a computer. Or, or phone. Phone, iPad, I mean, all of the above. 
And because we're so surrounded by that, it seems so normal, right? Like that's part of our everyday life. So we don't even think twice that like, oh, I'm just going to eat while I watch TV or I'm going to eat while I do a little bit of work and maybe don't realize how that impacts, you know, that maybe that's why you're not full ever, you know, because your brain is doing something completely different when you're getting those I'm satisfied signals and you blow right through it and, you know, you're still hungry afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't get those signals at all. Um but yeah, it's very normal for that to happen to people, or very common. How about that? Because yeah. it's not normal. And here's the thing with the eating slowly and mindfully versus distracted and fast. You may not need to dive into a lot of things that frustrate a lot of people, which is like, are, is fruit bad? Are carbs bad? You know, diving into all these... Uh, things that are argued all the time because you you don't need any tool it doesn't there's nothing you need to do it no right you don't need a certain food you don't need a certain meal timing you don't need anything you you know you can do it whether you're on the road whether you're at home whether you're on vacation yeah, you can always do it because it's there's, just you and food. Yeah. And that's it. There's no no excuse. You like you don't need any special uh, meal supplement. You don't need any yeah. like, nothing. All you have to do is stop and say, I'm going to eat undistracted. And slow. The so just you sit there say, with you and your plate. The only thing someone could say that would get in the way is I don't have time. I don't have to, I don't have twenty minutes to eat. Which then we would counter with, Okay, well first let's dive into that. Let's do a Food, uh, time journal. Yeah, every 15 minutes. 15 minutes, every 15 minute increment of your day. And you're going to find. There is, <laughs> I say always, and that's a hard, you know, I guess a very definite thing. But there's always time for somebody. If you scroll Facebook for two hours a day, you have time to eat mindfully. Mm-hmm. And you could say that eating more mindful is, like we've alluded to, more important than when you eat, what you eat, and being perfect with everything, right? Yeah, for sure. So people try to create these meal plans and make everything perfect and research intermittent fasting or research malt eating more frequently and worry about all this stuff when it's just like put down your phone and just chew your food yeah, and focus on... Just being present. That's it. And noticing maybe when you're full, when you're stuffed, when you're satisfied. And, and you'll probably realize that you might, you know, when you actually pay attention, you might understand what it really means to be full or satisfied. Whereas, you know, when you're distracted, you're not giving yourself that chance. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's good to just be aware of like, what's going on in your own body, right? If we're super distracted all the time, we're never going to know, right? Because you can't pay attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's just a layer of like accountability and, you know, I'll even say like some form of, um, you know, like you're tracking yourself. Like, how do yeah. I feel when I do X, Y, and Z? And that's good to be able to do. Yeah. And here's the thing. Most people have the habit of eating when they're not hungry mm-hmm. and eating beyond full or eating when we're full. <laughs> right. Yeah. So think those two things right there involve consuming more than we need. And we're just out of tune with the signals. 
you know, yeah. or we're slightly in tune and we just blow right past them, right? But when you stop, eliminate distractions. You got to face it. You notice it more and you have to be like, man, I'm really, I'm really stuffed right now. Mm-hmm. And like one thing to, to think about is, I know for a lot of people, like most people know what to eat, right? That's usually never the issue. Overall, mm-hmm. like there are some education things. Yeah, that you should you have over. a grilled chicken breast or fried chicken? Exactly. Right. And most people know the answer to mm-hmm. that in terms of, you know, longevity and over time. But take a look at what you know you should do and what you actually do, right? There's a disconnect there. If, you know, you're not in the place that you want to be. And then somewhere in the middle, which is, you know, the why or the how, like you have to address it. And, you know, sitting and eating more mindfully can you know, make that better, mm-hmm. you know, the, the difference between what you know you should do and what you actually do. So it's a really good step towards bridging that gap between the two. Yeah. And what one major thing you're trying to do is just disrupt patterns, mm-hmm. right? Like say you do while you're at your work desk, working away on your computer and you have a jar of M&Ms and you reach and you grab them and you're, it, that could eventually be a habit that's thoughtless that you don't even think about doing it. Yeah, you it. just do it. So if you're like, wait a second, I'm eating this, these M&Ms. Let, why am I eating them? I have lunch in an hour. I ate breakfast two, three hours ago. It's just I'm not going to starve to them. Um, man, I'm eating them because they're right here, easily available. and It's, it's so just, automatic. It's just a habit, right? So now by stopping, eliminating distractions, being more mindful, you notice these like this example pattern and mm-hmm. then can disrupt it hopefully and be like, well, if these M&Ms weren't at my desk, I would not be eating them right now. So boom, solution, move the jar to another part of the room or yeah. office or house or, or bam, dump right, them out yeah, right there. Say you eat, I mean, you could easily eat six, 800 calories of M&Ms that way. A couple handfuls at a time. So without doing a diet, <laughs> eliminating food groups, doing this, doing that, you could have made a change that made, will make, help you make drastic progress. And all you did was notice and work on how you're eating. Yeah, I have it. That's it. That's simple. And sometimes, again, it, it's almost too simple to where people are like, nah, that's not mm-hmm. enough. You know, not uh, enough effort goes into that. And yeah. that makes people uncomfortable, I think. Yeah. And again, this is a tool that you can use anywhere, anytime, any place, right? So there's, it, there's really no, no excuse besides how much do you really want to change? Yeah, not wanting to do it or not wanting to feel maybe uncomfortable for a little bit. I was chatting with someone the other day and <clears throat> kind of brought up the power of, the real power of journaling and logging your food. It's not so much... Well, part of it can be, oh, to track calories and learn the calories. But really, it just brings super awareness. It eliminates distraction for that moment for you to really think about what you're eating. And I told him, look, we were chatting, and I'm like, what's your diet like? And of course, they like name off what they eat. I was like, well, you know, just give me a go through a day. And it's like perfect, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So. It always is. You know, it's, yeah, it's like, man, if you. Ate like that, and this person was um, about 40, 40 pounds over where they know they need to be or want to be. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's more to it, right? And it's like, and I'm like, okay, well, 
maybe maybe that is a day or two, but there there has to be something, you know. Uh, ask them to dig a little deeper, and then eventually we get to where they mention, well, you know what, if if I, sweets or some, you know, my spouse gets a pie and it comes in the house, I end up eating it all, right? But we kind of choose to block those out, and so now all of a sudden, say I said, hey, write down, not not track portions or or count the calories, literally just write down every single thing you eat for a week so we can find these hidden calories, quote unquote. But the reality is, if someone committed to doing that, they would end up eating less because, say, when they normally would go and, oh, I just ate a whole pie, but if they're writing it down, they really don't want to report. No. But then the fact that they're like, go, maybe they catch themselves, you know, 11 p.m., they're just bored, opening the fridge, oh, I'm going to eat this pie. But since they have to write it down, they're pr- they are very likely to then not eat the entire pie. Because they don't want to report to mm-hmm. whoever it is that, or even to themselves that like, hey, I just ate a whole pie. Yep. Because nobody, nobody wants to do that really, you yeah. know? And if you have this list, if you're literally writing down everything you eat, I mean, you're going to start to judge yourself. Yeah, you're like, right? damn, I ate a whole pie. <laughs> like, and, and I didn't even need that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and again, like you powerful, said, dude. we, we kind of know what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Would eating an extra apple be good or, or would, would eating an entire apple pie be better? People know, oh, I should probably just have the apple. Yeah. Right? So again, that's another way of how we eat. So really what you're doing there is you're, you're finding all the times you eat out of habit and mindlessly and changing that, right? Bringing awareness to it, to how you're eating, to are you just eating without any thought whatsoever. One thing we recommend people do is, you know, if you are tracking your calories or something like that, journaling, plan your day ahead of time. Yeah. Again, this is another way that's kind of how we eat. Do you eat reactively? So you just wake up, we call it like vacation eating. Yeah. No plan, and you just kind of get to a point where you're like, ah, I need to eat. I need to get something. And you just go get something randomly, whatever. Maybe you drove and you saw that Burger King has new milkshakes, and you're like, that sounds good. I'm going to get a milkshake. And then while you're there, you also get fries, mm-hmm. burger, milkshake. And or are you, do you eat proactively? You kind of plan your day out ahead of time. Hey, I'm going to eat at this time and this time and have this meal, this portion this way. Mm-hmm. Everything's in control. Which day do you think is going to be more helpful? Proactive. Right, the proactive maybe. one. So how do you eat? Reactively? Proactively? It's going to make a big difference. Huge difference. And even if you're just eating, again, not perfect meals, no. you're still going to be better proactively, right? Having some structure. Yeah. Again, before we even get to the what, you see how powerful the, the how can be. Yeah. And even, you know, with planning your day, it doesn't mean that you prep all of your meals, right? Mm-hmm. All, it, all it means is that you might know, hey, I'm going to Chick-fil-A and I'm going to get this salad because I know that it, I don't know, works for whatever my day should be. Mm-hmm. And you're good. You know, you still have a plan and it might not be what everyone's idea of planning is, but that's going to be better than knowing that, oh, I'm going to Chick-fil-A um, for lunch. And, you know, you end up getting, I don't know, 12-piece nugget, large fry, milkshake on a whim. You know, when you have that plan, you can act better and, and make a better choice because of it. Yep. 
So let's dive in a little deeper with eating slower. Okay, so you've kind of brought some mindfulness things to how we eat in certain circumstances, but now actually eating. What does it entail? Eating slower. You could, for one, notice, do you eat slower or faster? Maybe when you're around other people. There's been studies on this, but we actually kind of mimic what the other person is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, how they're eating, their eating speeds, almost like subconscious. But you may notice, yeah, when you get around friends versus family, right? Maybe how everyone eats or how fast you eat. Or when you go to a restaurant versus... Yeah, do you scarf your food down? A home-cooked meal. The, these things all kind of affect it, right? And again, you don't have to be some perfect freak and have a stopwatch and time yourself. <laughs> Just be more aware, right? And I know for me, whether I am with other people or whatever the situation is, it changes. If you just, but the habit that's easy to stick to is just put down your utensil between bites, you know, or put down your, if you have like a hamburger or something you're holding. Yeah, put it down. I can easily hold it, eat like two or three bites, not even finish chewing and swallowing. And then go for another one. Yeah, the bites that are already in my mouth. Yeah. And you go for another one. I'm the same. But then if you just put it down, and stop and, and you got to sit and chew and until yeah, you at least swallow that bite mm-hmm. then grab another one it, that's, it's gonna make you and it's simple slower. just yeah. put it down that's it mm-hmm. put it down take a freaking breath yep in between you know bites or you know getting more food and that can help mm-hmm. too you know you're spacing it out yeah. you're and that kind of keeps you from i don't know getting a little too stressed out while you eat yep. um by keeping your breathing a little bit lower so and here's the thing: when you're eating faster, it's going to lend itself to eating more. Always, right? And on the recent podcast with Andrew Huberman, he talked about how I forget who he referenced, but essentially, which makes sense, they've kind of assumed that we were wired in evolution to, as people, humans, to eat as much as possible and as fast as possible because. We didn't know when our next meal yeah. was. We didn't know you weren't always safe, right? You had to. So you got to store it up and get it done quick. Yeah, if there's food around, there might be other animals that find that food. So it behooved you to gorge fast, yeah. and furious. So, like we've talked about a lot of times, like we're fighting against biology. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, you know, the environment we used to be in is not the same as what we're in now. So now we're freaking surrounded by food and we have to actually fight against that yeah. fast feeding. And someone listening could be like, oh, okay, if we're supposed to be like that, what's wrong with it? Well, what's wrong with it is we also didn't always have food available. Yeah. So, yeah, while you were wired to gorge and eat fast, there may then be two days where you don't have any food. Yeah. So if you want to replicate that, go Let's for do it. it. Eat uh, once, and then two days later, you get to eat again. Yeah, but and the see how you feel. <laughs> people eat like that, and then eat like that again two hours, three hours That's later. That's where the big issue comes in. And then eat again like that two or Three hours later, every day. And then that's 4,000 calories you eat every day. For weeks, months, years, and And decades. That's where 50 pounds of weight gain can come from. A lot of people haven't not eaten for more than five hours for for a decade. Or for their whole life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, complete side note, and I've talked about it before, to know what it feels like to be hungry. Because one, we live in... A time where there's food and you're going to be okay. 
So like letting yourself not eat for a little while is fine. You're not going to die. You're not going to starve. Your fridge is 10 feet away from you with mm-hmm. food in it. So now, if you go 12 hours, like you're going to be okay. And here's the thing. You could have issues where your blood sugar drops and you can pass out and that's a problem. Oh, yeah. But it's more so a problem because you're so used to eating all Because the you're time. always eating and you're your body gets used to that. Insulin roller coaster. That's a symptom, right? <laughs> it's not a good... You should be able to... And this is kind of a sign of good... Um, like metabolic health that yeah you can just not eat for really whatever 24 hours 12 hours six hours and be fine yeah a lot of it it's like you start to worry too you know when people like don't have food they freak out they're like oh my god and i think that even further makes things worse um with the blood sugar and all of that but um yeah I, i think it's something that we should practice too it's one thing i do like about intermittent fasting there's some, you know, pros and cons to it, but one of the good pros is that you get used to what it feels like to maybe be hungry and to go a period of time without eating. You know, if you don't eat until 1, 1 p.m., then you're a little more sure that, you know what, like, I would be okay if I didn't have food because you are. You know, you wake up at 6 a.m. and then you're not eating for, what's that, seven hours? Mm-hmm. That's pretty powerful, you yep. know? And it, it, I think mentally that, that helps a lot of people out. So, yeah, because your body has everything it needs, especially if you have, which everyone does, or you'd be dead, body, body fat. fat, right? Ultimately, it can break down the body fat for the energy it needs. Yeah, and that's what it's for. Um, if it needs protein, it can break down protein tissue. Now, mm-hmm. you don't really want that. That's no. why it's helpful to eat protein daily. So your body doesn't have to tap into that muscle. Yeah, because it's um, an expensive process. Yeah. You don't want to do that. And then carbs, right? Your body can actually break down protein and turn them into carbs. It can put you in a ketosis and use ketones for a lot of things it uses carbs for. So, yeah, if you don't eat, your body fasts and it has mechanisms to give itself what it needs. You, know? you and, still do need water, though. Yeah. Caveat. <laughs> For anybody that's like, oh, I'm not going to eat, please drink water. Yep. You can't live without that. And your body can make some water on its own, too. For sure. Um, we don't have nearly as large yeah. of a supply as water as we do calories. Mm-hmm. So not yep. quite as long. So something to think about. Yeah. Got really sidetracked there. Being mindful with realizing you don't have to eat all the time. And the more body fat you have, the more stored energy you have, the longer you can go without eating and you'll notice as you get leaner and lighter it gets harder and harder because mm-hmm. as your body fat lowers your body sends stronger signals to like eat because it think it doesn't want you to starve to death right? yeah so yeah little little bit of biology just a little side note now little, back little to how we eat. how we eat so now we know Bringing awareness, mindfulness. Put your fork down. Eliminating distractions. Slowing down via putting your utensils down between bites. Stopping, chewing, breathing. All these things are going to help address the how of eating. Yeah. And, and something to take note too, if you're somebody who has a lot of like gastrointestinal problems or you always feel bloated or mm-hmm. any of that after you eat, like you probably do eat too fast. And slowing down can just give your body time to actually digest your food too. Um, so not 
you know, shoving a bunch of stuff essentially into your stomach at the same time, like, yeah, it's going to have a hard time breaking it down because there's just too much of it there, you know, and that'll, you know, lead yeah. to problems all throughout, you know, it might be, I well, don't know, constipation or. And people complain about bad digestion and someone got said, ultimately your stomach wants to churn food into like a paste liquid. Yeah. So what do you think is going to lead to better digestion? If you turn it into paste in your mouth, or you're swallowing like whole chunks of food. Yeah. Yeah, two chews and swallow. <laughs> How many um, chews should you do? What's the rule? I mean, what's the, I think, do you they count? They say like 30, no. 30. 30, they say, or whatever. But it's silly because it's, what are you eating, right? Exactly. So, for example, steak versus ground beef. Ground beef's closer steak's to Steak's a, a lot of work, baby. Yeah, steak's going to be more, yeah. more work. It's going to take more chews than a soft food that's already almost mushy and, and whatnot. I mean, that's another one though that can really help being more mindful. Is like just chew your food very, very yeah. well. Yeah. Instead of just taking like you know two chomps and swallowing a whole bite of a, a steak, because then you have essentially a steak that's not broken down by, you know, your mechanical digestion, which is your teeth, yeah. and not just your mechanical digestion. Your, it's digestion starts in the mouth with your saliva and the enzymes in yeah. your saliva. It has enzymes that help. So the more time it spends. In, in your, your mouth. mouth. <laughs> oh, forever 16 years old, man. Yeah, like, it's always just hard not to. When Do you ever grow out of it? You I don't grow think out so. and like jokes like that aren't funny. Nah. So now I'm thinking maybe it's when you become like a parent and then you, you inherit this certain responsibility gene at that point. But I, don't, I but just don't think so. Probably not. Nah. I think it's just how... I know a lot of parents. How we are. They're the same. <laughs> They're the same way. So yeah, starts in the mouth. It Di- starts in the mouth. Digestion. Those enzymes, saliva enzymes. Yeah, so please chew your food. And I think a lot of those things happen together, right? If we're eating, if we're not chewing well, we're also probably shoving a lot of food in our mouth repeatedly. Mm -hmm. You know, we're eating fast, take a couple of bites, swallow it, take a couple of bites without putting it down. And so all of these habits kind of do end up happening together. So slowing down and chewing is like the complete counter to Mm -hmm. the way a lot of people eat. And it's very helpful. Yeah. And then one, so I, I was more going to save this for next week because mm-hmm. then the what we eat can also affect the how and the why and ways. That's true. So that's where, you know, the food, we'll get into the food choices do, you know, they are important and can make a difference. But one example just to make you think is, so I'd gotten, I had some rice cakes because I got them because, yeah, we're going to be traveling and stuff. And I didn't, I forgot to even bring them. <laughs> I was so going to say, I, I never them. saw rice cakes. So I was eating them just because, you know, a convenient form of carbs. With that. And uh, so I was eating them instead for lunch. And I realized if I have 50 grams of like rice, whatever, steamed rice, how much faster and easier it is to eat than 50 grams of carbs from rice cakes. How many rice cakes is that? It was uh, like seven rice cakes. Damn. That would take me a while to eat. Because you're, you're, they're kind of dry and mm-hmm. you, you got to work. You, you got to chew it good. Yeah. Right? You can't just swallow whole rice cake. <laughs> whole rice cakes. Um, so you literally, because of that food choice, so same amount of food, 50 grams. This isn't by weight. This is, you know. By actual I'm trying to get carbs. 50 grams of carbohydrates. Um, so which was seven rice cakes or would be like one cup of about of cooked rice and yeah the i could literally eat that in three bites and literally like 45 seconds yeah. like, but the rice cakes literally like took me uh, like 10 15 minutes yeah. right you have to chew every bite thoroughly you can't just eat them really fast and like there's no 
there's no water, man. It's not a very moist thing mm-hmm. to eat. It's yeah. And you know what I noticed? So that kind of just pretty pretty basic meal of like eight ounces of meat, mm-hmm. a cup of rice, or fifty grams of carbs. I was full, way more full for a longer period of time mm-hmm. with the rice cakes because it took you forever to eat. Yeah, like I noticed too because when I'm normally leaving the gym in the afternoon, you know, from work to go home, so I'll eat lunch at like noon, mm-hmm. eat dinner at like five or six. And so, yeah, I'm leaving the gym at five, which normally I'm like, ooh, it's all, I'm kind of hungry mm-hmm. for dinner time. And I noticed I was just... You were fine? Still fine and kind of full. And I was like, it has to be from maybe just actually chewing, <laughs> chewing yeah, the food and better. and taking longer to eat. For, for, which the rice cake, so what I ate kind of forced the how. And, but then it made a difference, right? Maybe it was digestive. It just, who knows, right? That's where the body is so complicated. But that's what's cool when you stop and slow down and notice it and be more and mind- pay more attention yeah, be more mindful um and then that's where you may eventually have to find i mean man i've really benefited from eating my carb portion slower and it happened to be the food type helped me eat slower um yeah that's where your choice maybe, maybe that, that choice is better than a, another similar choice mm-hmm. for that reason alone mm-hmm. and so yeah so that's where you get into yeah is eating 500 calories of apple pie versus 500 calories of just apples the apples are going to probably take way longer to get those calories in right yeah, and, Which, you're pro- and you're probably going to get full before you hit 500 yeah. calories most likely so and you're going to start thinking about yeah am i full and satisfied do i want another apple or not whereas with the pie your brain's just going to be fire fireworks are going oh, it's off. going to be feeling good and you're going to be feeling great and you're mm-hmm. going to want more and more and more and you're going to eat a whole pie yeah and then afterwards you're going to be miserable so yeah, that's just a, l- a little teaser of how we'll tie it all together yeah. with the what... And it's hard to separate sometimes, right? Because it is so, I don't know, woven together like that. Mm-hmm. But we'll dive into the, the what real hard yep. next week. So hopefully you've addressed, you have some deep inner reflection with the why you eat. And now the how can give you a little... Uh, and now the how. And a little you usable may, you know thing. Just work on those things and you may start making progress. Yeah. And then, the, you know, the what can happen later after you've already figured out, mm-hmm. like, how and why you eat the way you do and maybe making changes to that. So if you get anything from this episode, just no distractions while you eat. Yeah. Just try that. Put away your phone. Put your phone away. Put down your fork. Yep. Between bites. Yeah, that's a good one. You're going to feel like a serial killer. You are. Because you got to just sit by yourself. I'll warn you now. I'm ju- I'll just sit there on my couch eating, staring at my dog. <laughs> you know, there's and he's no, staring at you. quiet. Don't, I don't allow myself to... I'll normally like try to pull up, pull up mindless stuff like football news. Mm-hmm. See what the Washington football team's up to. Very, while, while very eating, mindless. You know? Very mindless. But you know, slant, sl- shut that laptop closed and just eat. Yeah. And yet you'll, you'll be amazed at what you notice. Mm-hmm. How when you don't chew as well, your digestion feels funky, your stomach's gargling. Yeah. Little things like that. Try it. Sit down with your family at the table and eat. Something mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do nowadays. We, we try to do that. Sometimes we're not that good at it. And we will watch TV. But we try to eat dinner together at the table. Yeah. Like adults. Like 1960s. 1960s, baby. Just the two of us and a meal. Mm. It's fun, though. I Turn like it. Turn on the radio. Turn on- <laughs> a yeah. little ham radio. <laughs> Turn on the radio and... Listen, listen to the news about the war. Yeah. yeah. Stress you out. <laughs>
That's probably where it all started. It that's, probably it's is. the radio's fault. Yeah. Right? That's, that got people Freaking radio, distracted and stressed. So don't even turn your radio on. Just you and some food and maybe some feelings. I don't know. Whatever comes up. All right. I guess we'll catch you next week with the what. Reach out if you have any eat. questions, thoughts, comments, concerns. If you try this and you're like, I really, yeah. you know, if you're it helped. Tired of Will and you want maybe a Bill in here? Then we'll get a Bill. If you're tired of Gary, you want a Larry? Larry and Bill. Larry and Will. We can do it. We'll find them. What's, a, what's a, something like similar to Coastal? Coastal? Um, I don't know. Like Peninsula? Peninsula Strength and Fitness yeah. with Larry and Will? Fit for, um, Fit for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fit-ish for... Your 20s. <laughs> With Larry and Will. Maybe, maybe one day we'll be so big that Saturday Night Live does a spoof on us. Do a spinoff? Mm-hmm. Maybe. We could do it. Yeah. We, then, then you get to see the car- car- <laughs> caricature, caricature of, of yourself. yourself. But What's that called? <laughs> Twinsies. But then you realize that it's just you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's not even a character. <laughs> mm. Oh. All right, number 95. 95. We're closing in on 100. We'll see you guys next week for n- Numero Treso. Part three. Is that Numero Treso? That's not even close. Well, it's close, but no. <laughs> Trace. Adios. See ya. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com. We'll see you next time.